in a famous statement in the Gemara Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Chazal put the following statement in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's mouth. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Imru lefanai b'Rosh Hashanah, Malchuyot Zichov Shofar Proclaim in front of me in Rosh Hashanah, Malchuyot Zichov Shofar Malchuyot Kodesh Tamulchuni Alechem, Malchuyot in order to elect me as your king, Zichronot Kedosh Zichronchem Lefan Litova, Zichronot that I should remember you favorably, Uvameh Bishofar, and through which medium? Through the medium of the Shofar. Fun statement, if we attempt to analyze it from a syntax point of view, can be read in two ways. Imru Lefanai Malchuyot Kedosh Tamichuni Alechem, say Malchuyot, then state Zichronot, when Bameh Shofar explains the Zichronot, what is the medium of the Zikaron? The Shofar. The Shofar is which enables us that Kajbarko should remember us favorably. However, the Malchuyot are independent. Conversely, one can read the statement that Bameh Shofar relates not only to the previous element, but to both elements. Namely, proclaim as a king with the shofar and remember me as well through the shofar. In essence, these two options of analyzing the sentence through its syntax poses the basic question regarding Rosh Hashanah and the shofar. The shofar serve as a statement of God's kingdom? Does it come to glorify Him? Do we salute him through the shofar? Do we celebrate his kingdom on Rosh Hashanah through the shofar? Or is it a vehicle for us to allow ourselves to present ourselves in front of him, to express ourselves, to cry, to weep, and to request that we should be remembered favorably through the medium of the shofar? This question <coughs> relates to many other of the shofar. In the following minutes, we'll touch upon a few of them, not all, but at least uh, some of the basic sources, and we'll begin from the object of the Shofar itself. In the previous unit, we discussed whether the Shofar is an instrument or natural object. Now, though, we will take the Mishnah, which describes the physical form of the Shofar. It's a Mishnah, Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chavav, Shofar shel Rosh Hashanah, the Shofar Rosh Hashanah, shel Yael Pashut. It's plain. It's, it's, its form is a plain uh, form of the Yael. Upiv mitzupezahav, coated in gold. Ushtechatzotzfirot meazdadim. Two trumpets accompany it. Shofar ma'arich v'chatzotzot mekatzot. The shofar blows a long blast, the chatzotzot, shorter blasts of music. Because the shofar is the primary mitzvah. You take those of a ram, which are kafuf, either bent over or more probably twisted. 
רבי יהודה אומר, בראש השנה תוקים אשר זכרים, וביבוא בשל יעילים. רבי יהודה קוראים שאת ה-twisted rearns horn is used in ראש השנה as well, not only in התנס, and it's only יובל that we have the plain shofar of the יעיל. I can ask an obvious question here, which is, we have a Mishnah, which describes the shofar with a gold plate, with trumpets accompanying it, and of course, none of us has ever seen such a shofar in Shul, none of us has come to Shul Rosh Hashanah and seen three Balitkiah, two with trumpets, one with a shofar with gold, we of course have one Baltokeah, with a shofar, which if, if it has gold, we pass it. What is going on over here? Is this simply a rejected opinion, and we pass the Rebbe Yudah, or is something else going on? The key to this appears in the Gemara later on, which the Gemara states, the Papa of Shmuel in Bavel, <coughs> 1700 years ago, indeed tried to do what the Mishnah prescribes. He tried to blow with one shofar and two trumpets. If the he thought to blow as the mission describes. Amalei Rava, Rava interjected, You blow like that on the Mikdash, not in the regular show outside the Mikdash, only in the Mikdash itself do you blow like that. Tanya Nihach, this very is a price-up. The Mishnah is talking only about Bodhi Vesa Mikdash. The Gvuli, any place outside the Mikdash, Makos Yishchat Sotot and Shofar, it's either or, either trumpets and a Tanis, or Yishchat Rosh Hashanah, but the two do not go together. And, moreover, um, the Bible describes, V'chein in Higa V'chavta B'Tzipori, Vichalafta tried to blow with Shafa Echatzotzot, Vichanania ben Tradim Besichli in Sachnin, Ben Tradim tried to do the same thing, Ukshabad Avazachachamim, when Chachamim were told of this, Amru Lahiru Nohagim Kain, Ela Bishare Mizrach Ubaharabai Bilvad. The only place in which, the, in which it's appropriate to blow with the shofar and the trumpets together, is only Harabais. On my Ravah, the Shubin Levi, and the Ravah, the Levi explained, my crowd, what is the source of this? Dichtiv b'chatzotzrot v'kol shofar harili f'namerach Hashem. The Pasuk states, and of course we say this every Friday night, in trumpets and a shofar, you blow in front of the king at Kedosh Baruch Hu, when the Kedosh Baruch Hu is expressing his kingdom, i.e. in the Mikdash, which is his throne, over there you blow with trumpets and a shofar. Rabbi Alma, the regular shofar blowing outside the Mikdash, with his no lifnei ha-melech Hashem, when the kingdom is not expressed as explicitly as in the Mikdash, there is no trumpet with the shofar. Simply put, Chazal is really describing a dual track and shofar. There's the track of Bachatzotzrod, the Kol Shofar, Harir Yisrael Hashem. The shofar which you blow 
to to glorify His kingdom, ceremonial blast that that is a salute to His sovereignty, His power, His omnipotence. Hamelach Hashem. However, Shofar outside the Mikdash is rooted in a different idea. And this takes us back to the Mishnah and the argument about the form of the Shofar. Should it be straight or plain, or should it be bent over and twisted? The Quran explains, and Rashin tells us a lot upon this, why does Rabbi Yudah want a twisted Shofar? There's the shofar outside the mikdash. Its essential function is to express a form of tefillah. In the, in the Gemara's phrase, um, the more a person bends over, the more a person lies low in Kadir's presence. The better form of tefillah it is, the more he diminishes his pride, his arrogance, the more he sees himself as kafuf, as subordinate to Kodesh Baruch Hu, the better off it is. In other words, the Gemara presents the argument, what is the best way of praying? Plain and simple, or the sense of subordination, and um, supplication to Kodesh Baruch Hu. At any rate, as Rashi says, the Shofar Shoshana Dili Tefillah. Its primary purpose is that of Tefillah. In other words, you have the Shofar and the Mikdash, which expresses glory, which expresses a ceremony, <laughs> saluting Kadesh Baruch Hu's, uh, power and his sovereignty. And you have the Shofar and the Shul, which a person expresses himself, as you mentioned last time, he sobs, he weeps, it's a primeval uh, voice, free, articulate, um, in which he approaches Kodesh Baruch Hu, that he should have Rechmanus on him. This is uh, the most simple uh, presentation of the idea of the Shofar in terms of its form. Namely, the form and function go together. If the function is one of Malchut, so the form is one of a ceremonial, a ceremonial shofar plated in gold, accompanied by trumpets, enabling an elaborate ceremony of a trumpet appropriate for the entry of a king. While if... Um, you're on the show, you don't want gold, you don't want ceremony, you don't want an artifact, you want to be able to express yourself, your sense of insignificance, your sense of simply being God's mercy, to the tefillah, and therefore you have a shofar which expresses tefillah, your twisted heart, and the skirk and of course, to mention the akedah swear, because Rosh Hashanah is And therefore, the sh- in this presentation, the shofar in the show represents more one of tefillah, the shofar in the mikdash, one of achut. If now, to go on from the form of the shofar to <coughs> other elements, it seems that although 
the sugas about the form of the shofar seem to emphasize the primacy of the shofar as a form of tefillah. Nevertheless, we've introduced the element of malchus in our shofar and shul as well. And here we have to go and discuss the various kolot, how we grow the shofar. I'll begin from a famous halacha, which most shuls nowadays also do, then the question, do you blob in the Shima Achas or Shtei Neshimos? Do you blow the Shreim Trua adjacent without interruption? In the same breath, you do blow the Shreim and the Trua? Or do you do the Shreim, you stop, you take a breath, and then you blow the Trua? The issue is discussed in Mishonim. The consideration that they claim is the following. Since Shvan Trua is derived from the idea of crying, of weeping, it's turned out from Ein Sisra, Yom Trua Yerachem, a day of blowing, Chazal interpret Yom Yerachem, a day of crying, of Yivava, of sobbing. And therefore, Yishem discussed the topic try to figure out where the person who's crying, who's broken down, and his emotions overcome, begins crying, does he stop taking a breath occasionally, or does he cry continuously, non-stop, without interrupting to catch his breath? And therefore, Tunishim, or Tushim Achas, is predicated upon the form of crying. Once more, assuming the Shabbos' primary element is indeed to weep, and to present man's helplessness and sense of dependence on Kaddish Baruch Hu. However, um, there are those who explain that you do the Shema Achat not because people cry like that. Rather, it's accepted that people cry normally interrupt themselves to gather their emotions to calm down before they continue. However, you do the Shema Achat, you combine the Shrem Trua because that's simply the proper form of the music, so to speak, the sound of the shofar is more appropriate when they're combined because if you want the shrine true, they must be combined. To put it differently, the Shimacha does not necessarily express the idea of crying, trying to somehow imitate the form of crying. It's not an emotional expression. The Shimacha simply is a formal requirement, ceremonial one if you want, which differs from the two Nishimas. Interestingly, the compromise that the Shulchanan recommends, and which many shuls have adopted, is to blow Nishima Achas in the first 30 verses, with the first 30 kolos that we blow after Kirstov Fushman Esrei, or in other words, the Kirs de Miyushav, the initial 30, those who blow the Nishima Achas, well, those that we blow as the Shatz, that we blow in Malchios, Zichonos, and Shafaros, those we blow Bishtanishimos. It may be simply a practical compromise. You want to do both, so you start with the one and then move on to the two. But it seems that there's a more basic underlying logic to this compromise, which is the following. The Tkios, the Miyusha, the initial Tkios, divorce from Tfila, 
standing on their own, express the idea of Malchut. Over there we come in the first stage, we salute the Kaddish Baruch Hu, we recognize his Malchus, the same in Shemona Esrei we begin with Malchus, and only then move on to Zichronus and Shofaros. Here too we begin with the Shofar, which expresses the Malchus, if you want, the Chatzotzot, the Kol Shofar, with the Amelech Hashem, we somehow imitate in the Kios, the Miyushav. And therefore we blow the more formal, ceremonious ones, which are done in the Shemachat. We're not trying to imitate the crying person. We're simply trying to present the proper salute that Halacha wants to recognize Kajbarachu's kingdom. We move on then to Tkiyos the Me'umad, which are intertwined and rooted in Tefillah. It means Prosh praying for himself, supplicating, requesting, that he be Zocher Habrit, that he be Shomer Kotras Amor Soberach Amin, he should remember us with compassion and mercy on Rosh Hashanah. Over there, the Tkiyos, the Me'umad, the motif, of prayer, of tefillah is predominant, and therefore in the kios, the ne'umad, we do punishimah, because they were trying to cry, there we are trying indeed to present the form of tefillah that uh, himself expresses our fear of Yavadim, our attempting to express our fear and hoping that Rabbi will recognize this, therefore there we do punishimahs. The Ramban took us a step further that I will not enter the details here. The Ramban basically claims that the only real shofar is that kills the Miyushav at the moment, nowadays, and kills the Umad, the shofar serves only to accompany the tefillah. And therefore the details of the voices that you, that you blast through the shofar are not, too, are not crucial, because essentially the shofar kills the Umad it's simply trying to accompany the the tefillah. The tefillah is the focal point, not the malchut, of course, but the tefillah itself. And therefore, any voice that the shofar emits is good enough. Same question also relates to another basic question, which is which of the which of the sounds that we blast to the shofar is the primary element. The Torah talks about Yom Trayelachem, which would be a day of Trua. The Torah talks about Zichron Trua, a Trua which presents, <coughs> which somehow reminds us both of us, or reminds us of the Trua. The, the Trua, of course, is the broken sound in the middle, flanked by a Pshuta Lefaneh, Pshuta Achareha, a simple, uninterrupted sound before and after. At the center, is a trua, young trua, it's a day of trua. The Gemara describes how do we know from the Psukim, what's the source that you have to blow Tkia Shvayim Trua Tkia, or Tkia Shvayim Tkia, or Tkia Trua Tkia, namely an, inter- an uninterrupted sound before and after, and not a broken sound. The, the Gemara offers two sources. Source number one is
How do we know that you need a playing uninterrupted voice before? It says, "Vahavarta shofar trua." Uminayin shepshut acharei, hanim shepshut acharei, tamud lomar tavir shofar. So, without entering into all the mechanics of this particular drasha, the basic point is clear. You have a sandwich. Of course, the, the, the crucial part of the sandwich is what's inside. It has a pshut acharei. The focus is the trua. The tia, both before and after, flank, surround, or put differently, serve the trua. The trua is the focus of the entire ceremony. Once more, the idea of Yom Yavava, a day of weeping, a day of expressing, expressing our feelings of fear, and petitioning for mercy. The second source, though, is totally different. The second source talks about Utkatem trua, Kiabifnatsma, Utrabifnatsma. Utkatem trua, Chazal Dashinus, you should have both a Tkia and a Trua. You need a Tkia, you need a Trua. Both elements are equal. That being the case, we can talk to you not only about the Tkia serving the Trua as being subordinate to it, but rather the Tkia being an independent element and one which goes with the idea of Malchut. The Rambam seems to have a clear position on this. The Allah states that the length of the Tkia should be identical to the land of the Trua. And whether or not the Tkia is long enough or not is determined by the land that takes the Lord Trua. Quote, you showing that means if a Trua is five seconds, so a Tkia is also five seconds. If a Trua would be two seconds, a Tkia would be uh, two seconds, etc. The Rambam, though, claims the following. If a tkia, if a trua, excuse me, is five seconds, a tkia should be two and a half, because you combine the length of both tkias. In other words, you don't calculate a trua versus a tkia, rather you calculate a tkia, a trua versus two tkias, the one before and one after. Simply put, the Rambam clearly sees the tkia as servicing and sandwiching the trua, Therefore, he counts the length of the tkia, not one, but the two combined. And uh, once more, another expression, the fact that the trua is the primary element. Now, there are many other machlokot which relate to this, both regarding the shofar and regarding not only the shofar, but also uh, because this basic tension relates to the entire day, not only to the shofar within it. Um, but the bottom line is the following. You have one idea of the shofar as basically not serving man. Basically, serving the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We place the shofar at his disposal to salute him, to create a ceremony. When the king arrives, you blow. There's a ceremonial entrance with trumpets. So too, when the Baruch Hu comes down to the world of Rosh Hashanah, when this Malchut is exhibited and demonstrated in our world, and we're saying, Shonati HaMelech Kadosh, because the Malchut is more revealed in this time of the year, so we proclaim that, and we express his arrival 
through the salute of the shofar. And the shofar serves the salute to Kodesh Baruch Hu. This is the idea of the Fnei Hashem. It's most prominent in the shofar, the Mikdash, which has, of course, the trumpets accompanying it, the gold. However, uh, we may have it in our Tkirs, the Miyushav, which we brought in the Shima Achat, with, uh, <coughs> without any connection to the Tefillah, you begin by a sermon of, procre- of proclaiming the Malchut. Then you have, <coughs> and for this form of, sh- form of shofar blowing, because the perfect shofar is also a shofar which is not twisted and bent, you have a shofar whose form is plain and simple, straight, while we have the second idea of the shofar. The shofar as a form of tefillah. The shofar is expressing man's inner need. It doesn't serve God, it serves man. It's a medium of expression for man's natural feelings, for his music, whichever the two approaches that we spoke last time you prefer, or both. Either way, the shofar serves to allow man to express himself. To express himself through Bechi, through crying, through Yaveva, it's, connect, it's intimately connected to Tefillah, primarily to the Bracha of Zichronos, the Bracha which emphasizes, of course, the Day of Judgment, the accountability. In that Bracha we use uh, the Shofar to uh, express our fear, <coughs> to express uh, our petition, to express our inner feelings, and that's the shofar which is twisted over, which expresses the form of the heart as it prays. That's the shofar um, which is tunishimos, because that's why people normally cry. The shofar which tries to help you collect your emotions. That's the shofar um, which places the true at the center, which doesn't see the key and the true equal, places the true at the center. And sees the tkiyah simply as accompanying the trua, but views the trua itself as the main element of the shofar. Of course, we should try to realize both elements. I go back to the opening statement I began with. Proclaim malchios in order to let me choose me as your king. Zichron, I should remember you. Hopefully, Bameba Shofar can do both roles, can be both an expression of Malchut and an expression of Zikaron as well. In conclusion, uh, I would add, this may also connect to one final point regarding the Mitzvah Shofar, point which, which the Ritva and Rosh Hashanah alludes to, Namely, there's a famous machloket to the Rambam and other Rishonim to an opinion quoted in the name of Rabbi Nathan by Lady Rishonim whether the mitzvah is to blow the shofar or to hear the shofar. Is it mitzvah lishmar b'kol shofar the way we make the bracha nowadays or is it mitzvah lishmar b'kol Yovel the Rambam agrees that the mitzvah is to blow. Yovel, Kilikal Aretz, it's a recognition of Kalish Baruch's ownership and sovereignty, there you blow a tekiah. 
the actual blowing of the trumpet itself is the mitzvah. Shofar, as it's mentioned, Moses Machloket. The Raman views the mitzvah as lishmot, to hear the shofar. In other words, the content, not the ceremony. The Rambam's view, of course, it ties with the call to tshuva, to arouse it to do tshuva. But if we talk also about uh, tefillah, what's important there really is the sounds coming out. It's not the act of blowing. It's rather trying to express these sounds, to deliver the message. The message is what really counts. And therefore, the mitzvah is mitzvah shemir. If we talk about the ceremony, it's not so much the message. It's rather the ceremony itself, the actual ceremonial act, and therefore, if you assume that the role of the Tkiah is really to proclaim the sovereignty and the majesty, then it's reasonable to assume that the mitzvah is indeed to blow and not necessarily to hear the sound to get the message across. Of course, Arachim Amaisa, person must hear and you need about the cat to blow. But to the conceptualization, I will not discuss the moment the Arachim Amaisa with Nafkaminot. Nevertheless, and the idea of Harir Lifnei Melech Hashem is to blow the shofar. While the idea of Yalez Zichron Chem Lefanai is to get the message across, and this too is connected to that point. To that about.